Welcome to the Inside Story on Franchising with valuable insights on how to create multiple streams of income through franchising and building businesses. Host Ricardo Matos has spent more than 25 years building businesses in multiple industries and helping other business owners succeed. His expertise and entrepreneurial know-how will educate and inspire you. On the show, Ricardo brings together industry experts and insiders who share solutions and strategies along with a passion for helping entrepreneurs make the best decision when it comes to buying a franchise or any business opportunity and much more. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the Inside Story of Franchise podcast. And today we have Dennis Michael, is an experienced graphic designer who has specialized in logo design and brand building since 2002. He has had opportunities to work with many professionals from business to business and to business to customers company, creating over 100 logos and building dozens of brands. Dennis is living his purpose and inspiring business owners so they can create and continue success. Dennis, welcome to the Inside Story Franchise Podcast. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Ricardo. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. And today's a great day. I, I, I love your wall in the back. I, it's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> so for the people that don't know who you are and what you are, who are and what you are all about, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what is it that you actually do and how you are helping business entrepreneurs and business owners to strive for and build their brand? Um, yeah, so I help small, medium-sized businesses. Um, I have a mantra that I use. It's called, it starts with a logo and builds into a brand. Um, I like to build the foundational elements for people because to me, if you don't have the foundational elements, which is your logo design and the brand, which is like who you are, what you do and why you do it, it gets very hard to market your company afterwards because you find yourself kind of... Uh, uh, pulled in many directions without any actual focus, clarity, or consistency. So when I work with business owners, we always start at the foundation, build all that stuff, and then we work on the other uh, other elements, which would be like their print materials, website design, get them in touch with whatever marketing that they need to do, but that's how I like to work. So what is your main thought on the process? And when it comes to working with a business branding entity of one end of, of a client in particular, what do you actually look for in a business that allows them to strive forward as a standout? Um, what I find is you, you can put 15, 20 people in the, in the same room that all kind of occupy the same industry or same space, but every single one of them has a unique, uh, something special, like a hidden beauty to them that they know is there, but they can't articulate it. So working with them and, and really picking their brain and getting to the inside of what makes them tick and why they exist, then extracting that and exploiting that into, into what is their brand. And oh, that's, that's how I like to work is just really, really digging deep with them. Yeah, it's like, uh, like for example, um, uh, what's her name? Um, she was a model with the mole in her face, right? She, she was- Oh, Cindy Crawford. Cindy Crawford, that's right. Yeah. Who, she was beautiful, gorgeous, uh, intellectual, but what made her brand was that mole in her face, right? So sometimes yeah. uh, certain things, uh, trademarks in people's attitudes, behaviors, and who they are and what they are, uh, are there, but they're not necessarily exploding them. And you help them see those uh, enlightenment uh, the other day, I spoke to a young lady who her voice was just 
incredible, perfect for audio communication. It was very appealing, irrelevant to the fact if I saw it personally or not, but it was perfect for that. So her, she had a very articulate way to communicate her accents and, and words that it was very natural. So that could have been her brand entity of who she was as a part of she is, right? Yes. But with that being said, how do you build a brand from scratch when there is a step, so many steps to be involved for a particular client? It, it, when you're looking at building a brand, you really need to dig deep in and understand why you exist. And I, I preach this all the time and it, it begins with purpose. What was the purpose? What is your why? When you can figure out and articulate your why, then it gets easier to put all of the other pieces in place from your mission, vision, values, to your brand persona, to your logo design, to your target demographic profiles. But you have to get into that, why do you exist first? Once you figure that out, the rest becomes easier. And it, it's a magical experience because I actually went through this whole process myself because uh, Simon Sinek, he had a TED talk Sorry about the construction. So they're doing construction yeah. now. There's uh, he did a TED talk back in I think see 2007 ish where he's talking about the golden circle and how businesses need to start with why, then go with how, then go with what. And I was blown away by that. And I did the the start with why exercise to understand what my purpose was. And after I I discovered it, I was like holy crap, like every organization to start with this because it's like, it's like an awakening that happens with your business because now you have purpose. Now you're getting back to the pure essence of why you started your business, which allows you to move forward in a, in a, in a direction that is going to be true to yourself and totally authentic with focus and clarity and then driving that consistency moving forward. It's, it's wonderful. That's very nice to know. And that makes, uh, that helps to make a logo, great logo, right? So my next yes. question is, how do you make that great logo? And it's basically what you just said. It's something, find the, the climatic event of everything that they are and who they are and what their business is all about, who are their target client market, you know, what is it they're trying to sell or is it a product or a service? I mean, something that it can characterize all of them, who they are, what they are all about in order to make that logo and make a great logo, right? Because there's a lot of great logos out there that people don't know that they are great logos unless otherwise yeah. someone explains it, right? Yeah, you. every logo should tell a story. And if you are building a franchise, if you are, you, you're looking to build a franchise and you wanna have these people gravitated towards you to buy, become franchisees, you need a really strong logo that tells the story about what your brand is all about and really be able to connect with that. Because when you, your, your people don't understand your logo is the biggest workhorse of your company. It's going to be everywhere. It's going to be that first um, uh, perception that people are going to judge you right away based off of your logo. They're going to take a look at it right away. They're going to say themselves, is he cheap or is he expensive? Is he credible? Can I trust him? Is he yeah. Am I going to have to haggle with pricing? All that, all that stuff. And um, yeah, I, I get really passionate with local design because I, so, I get, it, it, Sorry about that. It's just no. all these construction. Okay. The roof collapse. They're fixing the roof. 
uh, <laughs> yesterday. They took a main bean and it collapsed. Oh boy. So, <laughs> sorry about that. Well, what do you look for in, in particular or what you need to for them to pop out to stand out? Do you make logos a single plane or double plane or three-dimensional plane? I see that now they're doing what they call the 3D logos. Mm -hmm. uh, I, 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 there was something, a new trend that helps people create a better brand to the video to create more perceptual what they are. I mean, I know this is a key essential of any business because it's going to, once you start with one logo, the idea is for you to keep that logo and make it continuous driving forward. Well, first and foremost, um, I, am, I encourage everyone to stay the hell away from trends. Stay away. The logo design should be timeless, it should be iconic, and it should be unique to you. And when you are creating a logo or having a logo created for you, it needs the fundamentals of logo design. It should be fantastic looking in black and white, totally devoid of color. If you can see it in a black and white version and then put color on it later and it just merely enhances it, but it's still super strong in that black and white state, you've got something amazing. What I see uh, with people following trends in logo design or, or doing certain things, they're, they're limiting the, uh, um, the versatility of their logo. So they're limiting what their logo can be represented on. So you have to take into consideration like embroidery, uh, silk screening, uh, decals, all of these different facets of where your logo might be. You might not think it's gonna be matter right now, but in the future, that could be a completely different story. You should be able to see your logo. It should look, represent really well as small as your pinky nail and then to it being blown up on a billboard. That versatility is gonna be key. If you have something that is versatile but also tells your brand story, you won't have to touch it again. And that's what I find um, concerning is you get a lot of businesses and I understand when you're first starting your business, you have to you have to start somewhere. You have to, you don't, you have limited funds, but as soon as you have the ability to hire a professional and have that logo created properly, you will never have to touch it again. And you shouldn't have to touch your logo ever again. You know, that brings up a very good question. You talked about color, you talked about shape, you talk about the diversifying the logo and different entity. And you're making me rethink about me wanting to recreate my logo. Due to the mm -hmm. fact, like you said, there's shape, size, you know, resolutions, you name it, in one way or another. What, uh, what was the most, how should I say, how, what was more the most challenging branding issue you have worked through, and what did you do to overcome those issues? I'll give you an example. Um, you have a business owner, like I had a business owner in the past, she owned a bookkeeping business, and she had been in operation for over 10 years. Up until that point, she had done everything herself. She had a logo that she designed herself. She did all of her website, all the visuals herself. She ran into a problem that as the industry started progressing, more and more online uh, bookkeeping companies were coming on board that were catering towards the millennial market, towards a younger business owner. And she wanted to have a piece of that pie after assessing her logo design and assessing everything she was doing, she thought she simply needed a website, this new website created. Then it wasn't until I showed her what her competition looked like and what she looked like. And I said to her, this target demographic, where do you think they're gonna go to first? What are they gonna gravitate towards? Your competition or you? What are they looking for? And it wasn't until she saw that 
that she realized how how dated and how out of place her brand looked compared to everyone else. She had a fantastic service. Her service was on point. She was probably better than online these online services in terms of customer service and experience, but that didn't matter because first, first impressions count. And her first impression was terrible. I had to fight with her for a while and convince her that this was the necessary way to go. And it wasn't until we actually started the process and then she saw the fruits of her labor afterwards where her employees were like totally on board and buying into it. And then she started attracting that millennial crowd that she was looking for instantly. Within six months, she started having more clients in that millennial generation than she ever had before. So she was ecstatic, but it's hard because a lot of business owners, when they, when they create something, they have a personal attachment to it, but they need to take themselves outside of it. And this is what even a great logo designer needs to do. It's not about me and it's not about you. It's about those that you serve. So you need to create something that is going to communicate to the people that you serve. You might hate yellow, but if your customers love yellow and if that's what's going to get them to pay attention to you, I'll use yellow all day. I don't care what you think. I care about what your client thinks. And that's what a lot of business owners need to do. And especially in the franchise world, you need to start thinking about the client first and you second. No, it sounds to me that the branding overall, the logo and all the colors, all their schemes, all the much need, it has to be essentially directly related to their business in one way Absolutely. or another. And can you share with us a, a tip or a trick in business that can implement or improve the branding? Where do you, and how do you explain to people, where do they start first? How do they go about analyzing? Is it a hiring a professional? Or is it then coming with an idea so they can share with you and so on? Um, yeah, you can, you can hire someone to do an assessment of, uh, of your existing brand. Um, if you wanted to do it yourself, one thing you have to be very aware of is make sure that you put your ego aside. You have to look at it through the lens of your customer. So if you happen to have a customer, somebody that you want to target, and you can use them as a focus group and tell them to be brutally honest with what they see compared to everybody else, stack your image up against your competitors, if you have any competitors. When you stack that up, then take a look and then allow that person that, um, you know, that might be a customer, have them look at it and say, which one would you prefer first? And then start asking why and letting them speak and just, just soak it up. Put your ego aside. This is going to help you in the end. But if you're having difficulty and you don't have time to do that, then hire someone to do that because they can, a lot of professionals have an unbiased eye and they're not agenda driven. So they're going to look up for your best interests and they're going to steer you in the right way. So that's probably the easiest way to do it if you wanted to do it on your own. If you were to give a suggestion or, or, or process of an A to C, what would be a step one, step two, or step three, or A, B, C in order for them to start evaluating or analyzing what they need before they can contact a professional like you? Uh, first and foremost, um, I, would, I would implore them to read the book, start with why, and figure out what their purpose is. And once they have that, then it's a lot easier to do a brand persona exercise. And that is learning what your brand's behavior, look, uh, style, and voice is. 
that's a very easy exercise you can do on your own. I think you can look them up online or, you know, somebody can email me and I can give them the exercise. It's very easy to do. And then third, do a target demographic profile. And that's where you dig deep as to what your dream client is all about. Who are they? What age, gender, race, creed, color, whatever the case may be, outline them in great detail who that dream customer is. And then now you're going to have the basis for creating uh, your brand. So like it'll be, let's say for instance, your, your target demographic is seniors, seniors over the age of 75. Well, number one, if you're going to do anything like your website, make sure that your website has type, the typefaces is behavior so it can be increased or decreased. Make sure your logo is easy to read because, you know, as you get older, your eyesight gets poor, so need, things need to be larger. So you need to look at that. And then also color plays into, into effect, psychology of color. You may have, uh, you know, a very loud, obnoxious brand that has a certain persona. Well, you need to fix, figure out which color is going to work for you. So you may not want to use a calm color like a green or a blue. You may want to be looking at reds or something vibrant like a magenta and whatever. All of these little nuances play into that. You know, that brings up another question. What about registering the logo as a you know, publicly registered and making sure the logo that you're working on and creating is not a copy from someone else's logo or anything that it can be related and be sued for it? So uh, one thing to be concerned about, especially say if you are limited on funds and you go to a spec work site that you're hiring somebody to do a logo for you for like 50 bucks, 100 bucks and whatnot, you need to be very careful because a lot of these sites, they work off of time. So they want to get you in and out very quickly. And the way they do that is they have stock imagery that they use. And they just simply maybe change the colors, maybe alter an existing logo that they already have and then place a different typeface below. And this has happened in the past where people have created their brand, hired somebody on a spec site, and then find out later that they've actually copied a logo from an existing brand. And the next thing you know, either they're getting sued or they have to spend thousands or tens of thousands of dollars changing everything. So you've got to be very careful who you hire. Now, a, way, a simple way for you to figure out if your logo is uh, copied by somebody else is you can do a Google search. You can do a Google image search. Simply plop in your logo and see what comes up in a Google image search. Um, another way of avoiding that is honestly hire a professional, like invest the time and invest the money into it. Then, you know, you're not, you're going to have that ease of mind. You're not going to have to redo it again. You're going to save yourself a lot of time and a lot of money in the end. Well, let's say that uh, a person don't want to do, go through the hassle of doing that Google search and all this stuff. They can always hire you and you can help them achieve it and succeed that, right? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, that's good. So now for all our listeners working, our listeners find more information about you and who you are and what you're all about and what is they can benefit from their business and having you in their... Mm -hmm. um, you can find me on the web. My, uh, my uh, website is wakecreative.ca, so W-K-E creative.ca. Um, I'm on Instagram as well at wakecreative. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. Just type in my name, Dennis Michael. I'm there. I spend most of my time on LinkedIn and I could feel the call there. Um, yeah. Well, Dennis, I appreciate you being part of the Inside Story podcast. And uh, also, again, once again, sorry, I apologize for all the
Capital Structure North okay. Okay. Uh, roof collapse. But thank you very much. I uh, look forward to get your shows up in the air and help you get more clients. Yeah, no, and I, I'm, I'm impressed with your podcast. I think it's absolutely wonderful what you're doing for franchise owners and, and guiding them in the process. Like, I was listening to some of your other past podcasts, and it's fantastic. Like, the stuff that you give them is just insanely valuable. And that is the idea. The idea and the goal here is so that can business owners learn a little bit from everyone else so they can start implementing tools and techniques and ideas into their business needs. But I appreciate you very much. Have a great day. Thank you for participating. Thank you. You've been listening to the Inside Story on Franchising with your host, Ricardo Matos. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. That way, you'll never miss a new episode and you can help spread the word to more entrepreneurs like yourself. We really appreciate that effort and we'll catch you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.